disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. On today's episode of the Disruption Zone, that my good friend Thomas Massey joins the program, congressman from Kentucky's 4th District. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on in the news recently, as well as especially the Wuhan lab leak, etc. Lots more that is all coming your way with this conversation in just a moment. Today's episode of the Disruption Zone is brought to you by our friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Not just a home remodeling, kitchen remodeling company. They're the place that when I lived in Louisville, I trusted to remodel my kitchen and my master bathroom. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. The craftsmanship, the hard work ethic, the honesty and integrity, and all the choices for affordable prices. LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. Call my friend Tim Montgomery over there. Talk to their designers, 502-930-3304. That's 502-930-3304. If you have already got in mind what you want to do and you want to do it yourself and you just need the cabinets, they have so many styles to choose from, modern, shaker, traditional, country, whatever you need in all kinds of colors. Plus, they can do a custom-cut for you for your granite or any other type of hard surface countertop and if you want a turnkey kitchen remodel boom they'll come in to help you design it get it all done the way you want it done i'm confident it's the reason or one of the reasons why my home sold in less than a day because of the beautiful work by louisville cabinets and countertops check them out louisville cabinets and countertops.com 6200 hit lane in louisville kentucky if you're in southern indiana central kentucky uh, Oldham County, this is your place. Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. We're also brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. Established in 2018, this is going to be your golf cart central. If you're thinking about bopping around the neighborhood in a cool golf cart or even taking your own cart to the to the club or to the, uh, to the course, getting it done, listen, man, they've got so many great uh, carts in their inventory. And it doesn't really matter what your budget is on this. They can get you taken care of from something that's slightly used to something that's brand new to something that's custom. Cool colors, cool wheels. I mean, pretty much anything you can think of when it comes to an awesome golf cart. So many people are buying these just to bop around their neighborhood in, hang out, you know, in those great summer nights to get the kids and just run around without actually having to get into the car. It's pretty awesome. So check out Bourbon City Golf Carts. They're at 502-718-0757. That's 502-718-0757. And you can find them at bourboncitygolfcarts.com. Proud to have them sport sponsoring the Disruption Zone. And now, our conversation with Congressman Thomas Massey. Always happy to have my friend Congressman Thomas Massey, Kentucky's 4th District, on the program. Um, now that the Republicans are in... Um, in, in control in Congress, if you if you want to call it that, uh, Massey has has been put on several very important committees: the House Rules Committee, House Transportation Infrastructure, and the House Judiciary. So, uh, welcome back, sir, and it, it's good to see you actually in in some spots where you can call some shots a little bit. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm on a fourth committee too: the Weaponization of Federal Government Committee. <laughs> that's that's going to be an interesting one. And and by the way. The Rules Committee hasn't been an important committee for 60 years, for six decades. It's not mattered because it's been under complete control of the Speaker of the House. Right. 
it's uh, the reason it's so consequential and why the speaker seeks to maintain complete control over it is every bill that comes to the floor goes through the rules committee first mm. and the rules committee decides how long our colleagues will have to read a bill. The right. rules committee decides if somebody gets to offer an amendment on the floor, the rules committee is there to either enforce or suspend the rules. And for the most part, they've been suspending the rules. Mm. So, uh, and it, and my presence on the rules committee alone wouldn't be consequential if not for, uh, Chip Roy being on that committee and also Ralph Norman. So, uh, just to explain the math, the majority has nine seats and the minority has four seats. This is the smallest committee in Congress. It's the oldest committee in Congress. Uh, and if uh, three of us withhold our votes from the majority, they go from nine to six votes and the no's go from four to seven. Hmm. And so we could, if they try to do something, if our own party tries to do something, uh, nefarious, we can hold them accountable. They're in that committee. Wait, the Republicans would never do anything nefarious. They're going to no. save the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so far, it's like I. This is these are not my words. This is a friend of mine who lived in L.A. He said after a freeway shooting, everybody was so polite on the on the roads for about six months, and it's the same sort of situation with the GOP in Congress. Right. No, you go. Oh, no, I wasn't going to eat that sandwich. You look hungry. Here, have my lunch. Wow. That's insane, man. I love it. Um, and there's been a, you, you've actually been frustrated about the, the rules because you've had a lot of common sense types of amendments and, and bills yeah. that you'd like to at least get discussed and open and have on the record, and they couldn't even get there because the rules committee snubbed you so it's almost ironic and 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 hilarious that you end up on that committee and now with a group of people that could potentially cause enough trouble <laughs> trouble to keep it in check um but i, I want to go back to what you initially said to the uh the weaponization of government committee what's fascinating to me is that that committee needs to exist um i posted a tweet the other day about you know i listed them all as like atf doj um irs uh, you know, all the different and the obvious answer to what they all have in common is that they are all weaponized against the American people uh, in some form or fashion. Right. The DOJ has come yeah. after parents. The ATF is coming after gun owners and writing law without law behind it. Um, the IRS is coming after taxpayers. They're coming after the gig economy. They're coming after middle class people. I mean, they've all been weaponized to silence free speech to harass and harangue uh, law-abiding citizens and to otherwise make criminals out of law-abiding people. Yeah, I call them pet snakes <laughs> because uh, the GOP tends to feed them and provide them with care and housing uh, when we're in the majority. And then right. when we go in the minority, uh, we wonder why they're biting us. <laughs> well, why, why are we sustaining them and, in fact, expanding them? Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a problem. And by the way, you know, you saw at Twitter, 95 plus percent of political donations from people at Twitter went to Democrats, not Republicans. And you right. see what kind of bias evolved in that private organization, but you have the exact same political makeup inside of, uh, the FBI, the ATF, right. uh, 
and, and other organizations, you cannot pretend that they are going to be unbiased uh, politically and ideologically while 90 plus percent of them are Democrat ideologues uh, who work there. In your, so they, it really has been weaponized. In your opinion, how big of a scandal is the Twitter files? I think it's the tip of the iceberg, Ooh. honestly. Ooh. Whatever it is, it's much bigger. Because, frankly, Twitter is very small compared to Facebook and Google. Well, and you, Facebook is still doing all of those things. They're still censoring posts from mainstream media outlets admitting that they were wrong about COVID. They, they're censoring those. And YouTube. YouTube took down the Project Veritas video. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that showed, you know, the Pfizer employee talking about uh, all of the nefarious things and concerns that he had. Oh, yeah, we're already creating the next one. <laughs> right. So, so um, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. I also think the chatter that shows up in whatever that online communications platform they used at Twitter was, that is, um, that's, the, that's the stuff that happens in the agencies that are supposed to be involved in uh, civil, civilian issues. Right. What you don't see in any of that is the chatter, the CIA chatter, um, or other three-letter agencies that are supposed to be focused right. outwardly. Right. But they have, let me tell you what, that is going on, and uh, to a large degree, none of that's been made public, and it's they they contend that they have a nexus for being inside of these domestic corporations because they're foreign actors who are trying to influence our elections. Right, and we again, this is the these are the pet snakes inside of the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, that's supposed to fund our military. Who are supposed to you know be trained to kill people overseas, not to uh, be taught woke wokeness, but um, they've forgotten that. But also inside of that NDAA is the funding, is the directives, are the directives for to these uh, three-letter dark agencies to um, monitor our communications on Twitter and Facebook, et cetera. Wow. Do you think um, – so when you say you think it's the tip of the iceberg, I mean that's pretty terrifying because it, it sounds to me like – and and I think the thing that terrifies me the most about all this, Congressman Massey, is that it seems like we find out like we just had a revelation that, oh, yeah, the government's like, oh, yeah, we got UFOs. We don't know what they are. We have no idea. And everybody's kind of yawns. Right. It's the same thing here. I mean, it's it's been revealed that a major three letter government agency, which, by the way, um, actively suppressed the civil rights movement, actively got involved and meddled in the civil rights movement. We now find out they're doing it again, not necessarily with that same group, but also in some cases with Antifa and in some cases with January 6th and in some cases with the Gretchen Whitmer plot. And they're they're entrapping people. They're creating their own plots and entrapping people in them. They're involved in big tech. I mean, this is terrifying stuff. And the American people are just like, hey, when's the next episode of Kardashian coming on? It scares the crap out of me. Um, let me tell you something that's going to sound incongruous. Uh but it's true. Massey always with the words. <laughs> this, um, what is, what is going on, is legal, but it's unconstitutional. 
Now, that that shouldn't make sense. No, it does. Unfortunately, yes. that's the regime that we're inside of. Look, the for the most part, the FBI and the other three-letter agencies that are doing all this crap, they've got lawyers. They're lawyered up. They've they've either they're either operating under secret executive orders or they're operating under some broad directive that was given to them from Congress. And so they can say it's legal. The problem is it's not constitutional. So the net of that is it's not legal, but none of them are are likely none of them are going to go to jail for it because they I mean, with the exception of some really uh vigilante type people like the the lowest learners and the who herself you know never suffered any consequences right, right. or uh bruce and nelly or or uh peter struck Th- those people they were off the reservation yeah. okay yeah but uh but still even for them nothing uh corrective has happened yeah it's pretty amazing um let's talk about the atf that's one one uh, alphabet agency I want to zoom in on, and I know you and I share a passion for the Second Amendment. Um, it was kind of funny. I got an email from, it was a mass email from the ATF the other day, and they were like, hey, come join us at this media academy. And I'm like, why are you putting on a media? What are you doing? Are you trying to re-educate me so I don't criticize you? I'm like, I'm not going to that. I'm not going to that. What are you talking about? Um, but th- this whole thing with, like, but it started with bump stocks under Trump and a lot of Republicans don't realize that. And it sort of set the precedent for the ATF to just do whatever the hell they want and call it law and charge people with felonies, even when the law doesn't exist. And now that's what they've done with, you know, so-called pistol braces and short barreled ARs and stuff like that. Right. I mean, I yeah. I've, I've run into a lot of gun owners that ask me, what does this even mean? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do if I'm supposed to do anything at all. So, so define what they've done, what that means if you yeah. own one of these weapons, and then what is one of these weapons, and then do they even have the right to do it? It's worse than than them not having the right to make an outlaw of 20 to 40 million people, because that's probably about how many of these pistol braces exist, that they have now deemed are equivalent to machine guns, and that you'll go to jail if you possess one on a on a AR-15 with a barrel less than 16 inches. It's an AR-15 type receiver. Uh, it's worse than saying that they just made up a law to make criminals out of people. And here's why it's worse, because for years, for a decade, they've been telling people it's legal. They they sent letters signed by the ATF, sort of te- technical opinions saying, we think this is legal. You can go ahead and sell these, buy these, make these. And then they reversed themselves uh, and they created this felony situation. How do they create a felony where there's no law against it? Because they're saying that these are now short barrel rifles. If you have one of these on it, um, even though they said they weren't short barrel rifles before. So there's a felony if you possess a short barrel rifle that's not registered. By the way, what, what is your remedy if you own one of these things, well, in, in many states, STF, no, <laughs> STF, you, I don't know. <laughs> it, in remedy, cause they're saying, well, just register it as a, as a short barrel rifle. We'll give you a little amnesty here. You can come in and register it. The problem is quote, short barrel rifles are illegal in some states. Right. Right. Um, or, you know, destroy it. It's a, it's a taking. 
It is a taking against the Fifth Amendment yeah. of the Constitution. We are going to have a hearing on this in my Judiciary Committee. Uh, and Republicans, if we if we have the, the spine, we could defund this rule in the next appropriations bill, which is going to be due on October 1st. But, but defunding it doesn't make it go away. So then you still have 20 to 40 million technical felons. Well... Waiting for the next administration to come along right. and, and, and decide to fund it. It suspends it for the length of the appropriation, which would be one year. Um, and then hopefully we can get the Senate and a Republican president and turn and overturn this thing. Right. But that's um, either the courts, either this will be settled in the courts or we can, uh, which I don't have a whole lot of hope for that, or we can um, defund it. And those are our only real options. I mean, Chuck Schumer is not going to introduce a a bill in the Senate and president Biden's not going to sign a bill that would countermand his own agency. No, no, that's, that's wild, man. So um, if you have say a 10 and a half or uh, so inch barrel AR that you bought like that from the factory, that's a, that is that is a violation weapon, right? Because if it has a collapsible stock, which all it doesn't have to fold, it could just collapse. But almost all ARs have an adjustable stock. That's automatically a law violation, even if you bought it legally. If you if you bought it, well, if you buy it with a, a stock that's meant to be shouldered, right. meant to, okay. to be placed against the shoulder. And and fired, you know, with your cheek, okay, uh, welded to the gun as if it were a rifle, and it has a barrel that's less than sixteen inches. Yes, that has. To, if you did not register it as a short barrel rifle, it'd be illegal. But what the ATF said is that even though these pistol braces, which look like a collapsible stock, they are not a collapsible stock as long as you don't shoulder that uh pistol brace <laughs> this is what they said before before they changed the quote law okay by the way we left we left out a committee that i'm on because it's a subcommittee when we started your podcast okay i'm actually the chairman of a subcommittee in judiciary okay it's called the subcommittee on administrative law regulatory reform and antitrust okay and uh, we have uh, some jurisdiction over this because the rulemaking process, that's administrative law. When, when Jim Jordan said, Hey, would you mind to chair this subcommittee? And I said, well, what's, what's within its jurisdiction. And when he said administrative law, I'm like, wait, you're giving me 95% of the government. <laughs> because most, you're like, laws- I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm setting it free. <laughs> Hurry, throw me in that briar patch, yeah. but, but don't be upset when I start holding hearings on administrative law. Right, right. And and monopolies. <laughs> uh, oh my God, that's hilarious. So we're gonna we're gonna have. I can't say what they are right now. But oh, I can't wait. Some, I can't we're gonna wait. have some good hearings. I, I love that you're such a troublemaker, Congressman Massey. Let's talk about Wuhan for a couple minutes. Um, yeah, this has been something you followed very closely. Um, yeah. You've had the theory that it came out of the lab for a long time. You and I have talked about 
what we're finding now about the vaccine. Um, there was a Department of Defense official the other day that said he, quote, rejected the findings of this highly reputable study that came out this week and said, yeah, natural immunity is as good or better as anything offered by the vaccine. Um, it's wild. We're starting to see that we were right all along. And now there's there's a lot of people out there saying, well, we just need to unify and go forward. And I'm not of that mindset because I remember what they did. And I remember all the names of the people who did this to us. And I know they knew at the time that they were wrong to do it. And so I can't forgive without some effort at restitution, which means consequences for Fauci. It means consequences for these liars and administrators who oversaw the shutdowns of our schools, small businesses, and allowed big woke corporations to stay open so that they could be virus super spreader places because people had no place else to go and shop for their needs. I'm not in the mindset, as you can tell, Congressman Massey, to be very forgiving. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with the with the first thing you said, which is this came out of the lab. This, this is not to me it's it's not a revelation. It's a it's an admission that's three years too late. Right. Yeah. Is what it is. Right. And uh, I I have gone beyond that. And I think I've said this on your show, perhaps. But the, I, I said from the onset that the U.S. government was complicit in the creation of this virus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look. When it came out that this was this came from Wuhan and there was a virus lab there, uh, it turns out we were funding gain of function. And President Trump found out through his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and they pulled the funding. Uh, But this was going on. Hmm. I think it started back up under Obama it had been sort of outlawed, but started back up. Yeah, he outlawed it, but I think the Fouch found a way around it under yeah. late in Obama's administration. So we funded this. We had exchange of information. We may have given them the humanized mice to that allowed them to do this. Um, so why this is, you know, if it were just China that had created this virus, why would our government bend over backwards to say that they didn't? that it wasn't from the lab. Right. It's because our government is complicit. Correct. And a, and a government that is big enough to create a virus that gets unleashed on its citizens and, you know, kills a lot of people, that's a government that's too big. Yeah, right. And so you can't just say, "Oh, shucks. We didn't know this would happen." You need to con- you need to come to terms with the fact that if if a government is big enough, first of all, to create this virus, and they're so big that Congress doesn't even know they're creating viruses, the oversight function has failed. the The administration under which they're working doesn't know this is happening. Uh, then we've got to resolve that. We've got to cut funding to all of these things. Yeah, I'll go. This is something I've I haven't really said on social media or on a show yet. But this needs to be said. The next thing that needs to be said, and you may disagree with me, is uh, that we've been tinkering with the genetics of our food. And this is a genetically modified organisms. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about selective breeding, which has gone on for tens of thousands right, sure. of years. Yeah, different types of tomatoes and things like yeah, that. I've yeah, I've got 12 varieties of peach trees growing on my farm. Right. And a bunch of different chickens and a bunch of different ducks. And you can selectively breed and get that. But when you take shortcuts, 
mm-hmm. and you go in and start splicing genes in, and then you introduce things like terminator genes to make sure that the plant can't breed so that nobody, you know, everybody has to come back and buy the seed from you. Right. And when you introduce genes that can then crossbreed with native plants or, you know, public domain plants, you are creating uh, genetic pollution huh. in our food supply. This, this is my personal opinion. And uh, you, you are playing God, you're playing with fire. And um, this could, the whole GMO thing could come back and haunt us just like the genetically modified viruses. I I don't, I don't disagree with you, Congressman Massey. Um, I've been studying food and healthy food for some time. Um, I've had a personal journey in this area. Um, I think it's, it's both saved and enhanced my life by taking a deeper look at the food that I eat. Uh, I know a lot of people think that's silly. Um, but I think there's a lot to, I just saw an article the other day that young people are getting colorectal cancer uh, cancer, and doctors can't figure out why. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's because we're eating cancer causing pesticides on everything that we, that we get at the grocery store. And it's, it's practically built into everything. That's not even, you think, oh, well, I fall as long the the pesticides only on the tomatoes. No, it's built into everything in a box in a plastic container that we eat in the store. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people poo poo organics, but I'm like, the thing about organics is it doesn't have that. It doesn't have roundup on it. That's, that's why mm-hmm. it's organic. You're not eating those chemicals. So I, I, and I, I know that's not exactly genetic modification, but I think all those things are tied together. And if the government will let us do all that stuff, then they're not going to think twice about modifying or, or creating a virus just to see what would happen. And if, you know, in order to protect us against it under the auspices of where they're going to protect us against it, if it accidentally gets out, which it did. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's actually, yeah, I'm not sure about what the organic rules are. The best thing is to know your farmer. Yeah. I mean, I do know some of the organic rules and I know some of it's a little sham. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, the I'm not saying organic's the end all be all. I'm just saying right. know where your food comes from is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Know thy farmer. Uh, go mm-hmm. check out their farm if you can. I mean, I know you can't. But but to go. your point, you fought this b- battle about about raw milk for a long time, and I think you posted something on Twitter about that the other day. It's like they're getting ready to build <laughs> here in Colorado. They're getting ready to build places where people can shoot up for free, right? It's like you can shoot up for free, but damn it, don't touch the raw milk, right? Um, <laughs> I, I, it's just like, what are you talking about, man? Just let us eat what we want to eat. By the way, I had a tall, cold glass of raw milk about 20 minutes before I came on your show. So if I fall over dead on your show, you're going to know. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why. That was why. Got that poison, man. You know, I mean, it's yeah. an Amish plot to poison all of America. That's what it is. It's just, it's <laughs> sell us raw milk and raw cheese and we all die. That's it. Oh, my God. Big thanks to Congressman Thomas Massey for coming on the show. Lots more coming your way very soon on the Disruption Zone. Today's amazing episode was brought to you by Bourbon City Golf Carts. Check them out at bourboncitygolfcarts.com, Louisville's one-stop destination, and Southern Indiana, by the way. One-stop destination for awesome golf carts, from slightly used to brand new, from regular to custom-built, to awesome wheels and beautiful colors. These are your new convenient way to get around your neighborhood. You can talk to the folks at Bourbon City Golf Carts today by calling 502-718-0757. But I encourage you to check out their website at bourboncitygolfcarts.com because you can see their inventory all right there. 
services that they offer. You can even rent them. Hey, you want to rent one for a special upcoming golf outing and see how you like it, and then go and buy one, and all their inventory, again, is available for you online at bourboncitygolfcarts.com. So check them out, and again, we are super excited to have Bourbon City Golf Carts as a sponsor of the Disruption Zone. They're at 502-718-0757. We're also excited to be sponsored by Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. My friend Tim Montgomery at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops did our kitchen and our master bathroom in our house in Odom County, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Such awesome work, such craftsmanship, such work ethic, and great prices, and from start to finish, if you want a, a designer to just take it over and do it all for you, or you consult and they do all the work, or if you're doing it yourself, they've got those options too. Any kind of cabinet you're looking for, style, they've got it mostly in stock. They don't have any problems with supply chain crisis. They're there for you, and they can get that done. Plus, if you want a custom cut of any type of solid stone, they've got that for you as well. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com, 502-930-3304, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, if you're in southern Indiana, Louisville, or Odom County, this is your place for the kitchen remodel. Thanks, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. And thank you for listening to the Disruption Zone. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at Greatly Londo. And on Twitter, it's at Leland Show. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free from iHeartRadio's podcast. Just search podcast for Leland Conway or Disruption Zone. But it'll come right up. You can also download us for free and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts and Google Play. It's pretty awesome. Super easy to get fresh new episodes sent right to your pocket. Big thanks to um, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky for all the work they do with the audio side of this program. If you're looking for some help with audio digitizing old videotapes or you got a major Hollywood type project, dxaudio.com, Dynamics Audio Productions, and Neil Kesterson and his crew can get it done for you. And thank you again so much for listening to The Disruption Zone. Over 100,000 downloads and counting. I am Leland Conway. This is The Disruption Zone.